Good morning, PCA, on your feet. Are you ready to magnify our God, our Jesus? Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. Magnify Jesus.
Mi Cristo es niño, mi Cristo es niño, mi Cristo es niño, mi Cristo es niño. Back to English. To magnify. We come 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 to magnify. Levanta adoración. Nothing can separate. Sing it again. 
Jesus. I praise you, God, my wonderful counselor, Jesus, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's so good to us. Amen.
to our purpose. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Are we saying yes to Jesus today? Is there something in your life that you're not handing over to Jesus? Today would be the perfect time to do so.
is a sacrifice Use me how you want to, God Have your throne within my heart I
yourself to him just let him hear you lord i'm yours whatever you want whatever you want you've prepared things in advance for each of us to do lord i want to reach your destiny the one that you planned for me i want to reach the destiny and the dreams that you dreamed for me it's way better than anything I could think of, God. I am yours. Help me to surrender myself to you every day, every day, every day. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would have your way in every heart in this building and in every heart that is watching us. Lord, we just know that you've got great plans for everyone. We love you and we thank you, God, for everything that you've got in store. Let's just bless him one more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are good, God. We bless you and we thank you. Now is the time that everyone gets to greet. If you want to, if you're social distancing, stay seated. And if you're out and about greeting, don't go up to the ones who are social distancing. That'll be awesome. But say hello to everybody else. We bless you. Chasing the highlight, trying to satisfy my soul. All the lies I believed in left me crying like the rain. Then I saw lightning from heaven, and I've never been the same. I'm gonna climb a mountain, I'm gonna shout about it. I am a child. The sting of the fire, but I saw you in the flames. Just when I thought it was over, you broke me out of the grave. I'm gonna climb a mountain, I'm gonna shout about it. I am a child of love, oh yeah. I'm in a world of freedom. morning PCA good morning good day to be in the house of the Lord so I got a couple announcements there will be no service this Wednesday meal or anything because they're going to be practicing for one Bethlehem night which is Friday and Saturday at seven o'clock come bring your family it's pretty awesome and then uh, please join us as an extra Wednesday through Saturday at 6 p.m. that was my two for the play so I'm here to take up offering 
the ways to give, I'm going to go through them first. There's cash or check to the ushers, which are going to come up here in a minute. Online at PCAchurch.com. The PCA app, if you, don't, if you don't have it, go to the app store, find it, click on it, and go through all the prompts. There's text to give at 844-390-2401. There's a kiosk in the foyer. Uh, or you can mail a check to PCA Church at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Okay, so what I had today was, what I have is that if, you, if you're faithful to God with your money, He's always faithful to provide for you and take care of you. And I'm going to go to a scripture in Malachi chapter 3.10. It says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. So what God said was, test me. He said, give your tithes, give your offerings, test me, and I will take care of you. That's all. Guys, will you come up real quick? We're going to pray real quick. That's all. I'm going to leave that out. Lord, we thank you for this time that we get to come together, Father. We thank you that we get to worship you freely, Father. And that we get to worship you not just with our voices, but with what you've put in our pockets, Father. Because it's all from you, Lord, it is. And, Father, I know that if we give and we give generously, Father, like you say, that you will bless us, Lord. Father, I pray that you bless the money wherever it goes, Father. And I pray that you bless the giver, Father, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Father, we love you, and we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, PCA family, we have so many things going on. We want to make sure you stay in touch with all of them. To be sure and stay connected, take a look at the following slides. You won't want to miss our production of One Bethlehem Night. It's coming up on December the 10th and the 11th at 7 o'clock p.m. Be sure to invite all your friends and family and come and enjoy a wonderful production of One Bethlehem Night. We also still need help for the Christmas dinner. Be sure to sign up in the foyer to help out in the Christmas dinner. It's going to be takeout only this year, which means we're going to need lots of people to help out with the cooking and the packing and the delivery. Be sure and sign up today. To find out more about the slides you just saw, be sure and visit PCAChurch.com. Thank you for coming and welcome home. You found a place to belong, to believe, and to become. That's the way it's always been. When you ask, they will go to their tradition. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it is in Israel. The Papa's way is best. Papa handles all the thinking work, and we do all the rest. Never mind at all the If only we will mind our business, all is well. That's the way it is indeed. 
scriptures that confound them till their tempers start to flash. Then they'll take it out on those around them, but they won't take out the trash. That's the way it is in Israel. The Papa's way is best. Papa handles all the thinking work, and we do all the rest. Never mind that all the power and the benefits are his. If only we will mind our business, all is Maybe they'll let me talk now. There we go. Let me restate it. I think that's the way it ought to be in Ponca City. The men are all too scared to clap right now. They need to look at, look at your wives and go, can I clap, honey? Is it all right if I clap? Or... <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've had such a, a busy, busy week from the time we left last Sunday till you came in today. Hopefully you saw there was something different around here. The windows are all painted. The trees are up. And... Uh, had a great parade float Friday night. Man, if you went to the parade, that was crazy, wasn't it? I've never seen that many people at a parade in Ponca City. It was crazy. And we had a great night and um, wonderful time. So thank you to everybody who helped decorate the church. Thank you to everyone who's participating with the parade float and put all that together. And then with the production, be here Friday night and Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Bring some friends. It just puts you in the Christmas mood. How many of you in the Christmas mood already? Trees are up, lights are up, decorations, you got it going. Cookies have already been eaten. Yeah, my wife does some test cookies. And I have to eat them to make sure they're good for everybody else. Stand with me this morning. Take your Bibles and lift them up, whatever they look like. Today mine looks like this. I've had technical difficulties this morning with my Bible. You ever had one of those mornings? Doesn't matter, the Word of God goes forth, right? Hey, some of you have the same Bible I do. Wonderful. Repeat this after me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to read thy word. And Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love 
thy word. And dear Lord, help the preacher. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for those prayers. It's Christmas, right? I started a series saying Christmas, it's all about. And I talked about joy last week. And on Wednesday night, if you were here or watched it, I talked about it's all about me. How King Herod made Christmas all about him and how that he sent out this edict to kill all the boys that were two years of age and younger and all the horror and tragedy and the, the evil heart that had to be there. Uh, if you ever think of Christmas is about just you, change your heart. Get a heart change. Today I want to talk about something that I believe this world needs even more now than ever before. Christmas, it's all about peace. Peace. How do we as Christians have peace, not only this time of the year, but year-round? Today I want to give you some scriptures. I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures. So if you want to write them down, put them in your text, whatever you want to do. Because I believe that's the only thing that gives me peace a lot of times is the Word of God. Uh, people's opinions change. Uh, my viewpoint sometimes changes, but the Word of God doesn't change. So it's all about peace. So I want to, I want to give you an introduction today of why there should be peace in your heart and my heart concerning scriptures. Jesus was of Jewish descent, and we look at Genesis 22, verse 18. We are told that he was through Abraham's offspring. The Bible says this in Genesis 22, 18, that all nations will be blessed through him. That gives you peace today, doesn't it? It should you, and it should me. A fulfillment of God's word. Numbers 24, 17 says this, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near a star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. The prophecies are coming out. I see him, but he's not here, he's not near, but he's coming. Prophecy fulfilled. Isaiah 11.1 1, For we know he is from the line of Jesse, the father king of David. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. God's given his word for every generation. Jeremiah 23, verse 5 and 6. He's from the line of the king of David. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for a David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. Prophecy, one after the other. 2 Samuel 7, 12 and 13 says this, When your days are over and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up from your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom. How long? Forever. God's given his word generation after generation. Why? Because every generation needs peace. Peace. Micah chapter 5 verse 2. We know that he was born into the tribe of Judah, the region of Ephrathah in Bethlehem. It says this, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, even though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Isaiah 7, 14. We know that he was born from a virgin. Why? The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel, God with us. The divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ will be in that name. 
Jesus would be worshipped by shepherds from the desert. We look at Psalm 72, verses 9 and 10. May the desert tribes bow before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and the distant shores bring tribute to him. May the kings of Sheba and Seba present him gifts. May all kings bow down to him and all nations serve him. Even the shepherds were prophesied about worshiping him. And even the magi bringing gifts were prophesied. We learn that in Jeremiah 31, 15, it talks about Herod killing all the little baby boys. It says, A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because her children are no more. The horror, the tragedy of soldiers bursting into a home, taking and finding that child has been hidden away, thrusting a sword through it, leaving that bloody baby and mess there for the mom and dad. Can you imagine the horror? Weeping and mourning. Joseph was warned to take Jesus to Egypt in a dream. We find in Hosea 11.1, 1, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. Every prophecy throughout the Old Testament that God gave, His word, every prophecy was fulfilled. Every word fulfilled. Because of that, church, we should have tremendous peace today. If God is faithful to His word of prophecies given generation after generation over hundreds of years, how much more will God be faithful to you and to me and keep His word? You see, the number one thing that causes chaos in our lives the number one thing that destroys our peace a lot of times in our lives is we begin to doubt the word of God well I know what the word says but no no no. if God's word says it God is faithful to his word he's proven it already to us he doesn't need to do anything else He's already given us His Word. He fulfilled every syllable of it so that today we could have peace. Peace. Luke 2, 14 says this, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, what? Peace to those on whom His favor rests. If you are a child of God, peace rests on you. It's resting on you. But we have to receive that peace. We can destroy that peace in our mind. We can destroy that peace in our hearts. We can destroy that peace in our homes, in our jobs. Everywhere we go, we can bring chaos and confusion and doubt. Or we can bring peace. The Bible tells us that our feet are to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Where we walk, where we go should be filled with peace. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Today, church, we can't let all the chaos of the world enter our lives, especially during this Christmas season. I shared last week, everybody's looking to us, where's your joy? Today, everybody's looking to us, where's your peace? I mean, we've got all kind of reasons not to have peace in this Christmas season, don't we? I mean, we've got Afghanistan's kind of messed up. 
We've got the supply chain. Uh, a mother was telling me today they went shopping last week and, the, and their daughter said, Mom, we've got to hurry up and, and buy stuff. She's a little girl because the supply chain. Even our little kids are getting filled with fear. Moms and dads, we've got to give them peace. I mean, we've got everything messed up in our world. We've got the border that's messed up and all these things. We've got inflation going up. People don't have as much money as they did. All these things coming at us every direction. And if we are not careful as the church, as men and women of God who are Christ followers, we can forego, abort the peace that Christ has left with us. The peace that rests on us. The peace that God has given to us, not as the world gives, but God has given us peace. This word peace in the Old Testament, it's in Hebrew, so it's shalom. How many of you know that word? Shalom, peace. This word in the Old Testament means this, wholeness or completeness. It does not mean calm or absence of conflict. It means wholeness or completeness or a right relationship with God. Now, if you take this same word and bring it to the New Testament... In the New Testament, in the Greek, it's irene. It means to join or bind together that which has been divided, broken, or separated. It also comes from this word serene, which means it is free from chaos, free from storms or disturbances. It means utter calm, quietness, and rest. So in the Old Testament, peace was talking about wholeness or right relationship with God. But in the New Testament, this peace is talking about quietness. Peace, rest, serenity in your life. So when everybody else is going crazy in chaos, what are we doing? We're resting in the peace that Christ has given to us. We're resting in that shalom, right relationship, but we also have the quietness and the calmness in our spirit. Why? Because Christ has given us serenity in His peace. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, what? Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. He's given you right relationship with God. We're no longer separated because of the birth of Jesus Christ. The birth of Jesus Christ caused the veil to be rent from top to bottom when he said it is finished. And the birth of Jesus Christ gave us adopted sonship and in the family of God. So today our father says, I've got whatever you need. I'll make sure you get it. So why should we not have peace? Everything God has said has been fulfilled. Everything in his word he's kept true to. So why do we allow the doubt? Why do we allow the confusion? Why do we allow the chaos to come into our lives during this time of the year? Don't worry about whether you're going to have enough money or not. God says, I've got you. I'll take care of you. Your needs will be met. Uh, I shared last week about how that it's going to be a real hard thing standing in front of God and say, I didn't have anything to wear to church when God says, if I know how to clothe the flowers of the field, I know how to clothe you. Come on. And if I know when a sparrow falls, how much more do I love you than that? Our, our peace should be abundant. Our peace should be overwhelming us, chasing us down and coming all over us. Why? Because of God's word and the peace that he gives to us through his word. Luke chapter 1, verse 8 through 20, I tell you today, today is more of a teaching message because I want us to get this. Verse 8 says this, 
Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, which means they cast lots. Remember the Umim and the Thummim? They cast those lots. According to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was startled, gripped with fear. But the angel said unto him, what? Do not be afraid. Wow. Fear, chaos. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other from any drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to their Lord, their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power to of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteousness to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? And I think that's what a lot of us are asking. Today. But pastor, how can I be sure that God's going to do what he said he's going to do? How can I be sure? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. Wow, that's a bad dude right there. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent, not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. If Gabriel's words will come true, how much more will God's words come true? God sent a word to, to Zechariah. He did not believe it. He said, how can this be true? Now, you got to get this. In the temple, there were over 2,000 priests that served in the temple. So it just so happened that it was Zechariah's turn, right? And it just was a coincidence that Gabriel shows up at the incense altar. And it was just by an accident. Even if all those things were accidental, let's just say they were, but they weren't. God's directing everything. God is directing everything from Genesis to Revelation and beyond. And God sent a message to Zechariah by Gabriel and said, you're going to bear a son. Now, if Zechariah was a good priest, what would he should have already known about God and His Word? It's going to happen. But he should have remembered a man by the name of Abraham and a woman by the name of Sarah. He's read about it, taught about it over and over and over, how they were old in age. Sarah laughed at Abraham, <laughs> right? We're having a baby. Because Abraham says, we're having so many babies. It's like the sands of the sea. <laughs> She's 90-something years old. What? Now, I, I give her credence to laugh, but not Zechariah, because you've already read about what God can do with people, no matter what the situation is. It may look impossible. To man, it may seem impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Even though Zechariah, knowing about Abraham and Sarah, he still didn't believe. And today, church, it's incumbent upon us as men and women of God to believe the Word of God. That when people come to us 
and they tell us that this isn't right and that isn't right about Christmas, really a virgin birth. Come on, let's discuss this. We've got to be men and women of God who know the Word of God, but not only know it, but believe the Word of God. That nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. So Zechariah, you're not going to be able to talk until the birth of your son. Now how many of you know how important it is for John the Baptist to be born? Look at this. Verse 57. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah, but his mother spoke up. No, 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 no. <laughs> he is to be called John. They said to her, There's no one among your relatives who has that name. <laughs> then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. <laughs> Listen, if mama says it's John, it's John. <laughs> he asked for a writing tablet. To everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free and he began to speak. And what did he do first thing off? Praising God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. Whenever God gives you the ability to breathe, when God gives you the ability to speak, it's time to praise God. The Bible says if you've got breath, you ought to be doing something, praising your God. Today we have too many doubts. I say believe the word of God. Take God at his word. He's proven himself faithful for generation to generation to generation. I don't care today how chaotic this world is. I don't care how messed up the government is, how messed up our world is. We We've got something the world does not have. And that is the peace of God that transcends everything. Hallelujah. Peace of God. It's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It is a gift from God. He began praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe and throughout the hill country of Judea. People were talking about all these things. I want people talking about Christmas. I want people talking about not about the gifts and the trees and the lights. I want people talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. I mean, it changed everything, and it changed me, and it changed you. When light comes into darkness, it changes everything. I mean, at the birth of Christ, there was so much declaration. Just, uh, just get involved in the songs of Christmas. I may have to preach on it. I don't know. But there's so many songs. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. This is a host of angels. They are army angels. They're not used to singing. But God says, tonight you sing. <laughs> and they start singing. Glory to God. Glory to God. I've seen people receive Christ as Lord and Savior and the first thing they do is start worshiping and praising God and giving Him glory. Why? Because that which was lost has been found. That which has chaos. There's a peace that surpasseth understanding. How's it going to work out? I don't know. I just know it will work out. You're going to have a baby. How's that going to happen? I don't know. But if God says it, What's his name going to be? His name's going to be John. Let's ask the father. <laughs> his name shall be John. <laughs> Why? Because God said that's his name. God says. And today we've gotten too far away from what God is saying to what everybody else is saying. 
I don't care what people are saying on television. I don't care if they have the greatest evangelistical ministry in the world. It doesn't matter what they are saying. What does the Word of God say? It doesn't matter what our world is saying today, church. And they've been trying for generations to take away this event, make it anonymous. They've changed the names. They're doing everything else. But we as the church, we've got to be a light in the middle of all this darkness. We've got to let the Word of God come out this Christmas season like never before. Peace. Peace. Everything that's prophesied has been fulfilled. Those who do not have the peace of God are in chaos. It's all about peace. Peace. We need the peace of God. I told you Wednesday night, if you weren't here, Christmas has an adversary. Satan hates Christmas. Hell hates Christmas. People in the world who don't know Jesus Christ, they... They, most of them don't like Christmas, not the real Christmas. They may get caught up in the lights and the gift giving and all, but they don't, the carnal mind cannot comprehend spiritual things. And when you try to explain to someone how that God's Holy Spirit hovered over Mary, conceived a child, what? How that she was a virgin and had a child? What? But God does all this to prove to you and me, I keep my word. I keep my word. And the number one thing the enemy uses as adversarial torment to every one of us is doubt. I'm looking around over here, every, and I'm seeing a whole lot of people in this room this year this year who've had such miraculous healings in their bodies this year this year people that the doctor said you're not going to make it you're in church today people this year that doctors were scratching their head we don't know what's going on you're in church today people whose levels were here and they should be here with whatever it may be heart conditions kidney problems all those things and now they're back to where they're supposed to be. And, and they don't know why, but we know why. Because in the middle of extreme sickness, I, I see a lady right here who was in the hospital just two weeks ago with heart issues. And they weren't looking too uh, happy about her heart, but she's in church today. In church today. Prayer. Why do we pray? The lady right over here hadn't been to church in a, almost a year and a half, and she's in church today. I mean, goodness, she's been at death's door several times. Yes. Why? Prayer. Why do you pray? Because God said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. How can those going through cancer, we've got some in the church today that have had cancer and now they're cancer free. How do you go through cancer with peace? God. We just had a Sunday, not just a couple of weeks ago, we shared a young woman's story, and her daughter's had over 40 surgeries. She's in church here today. How do you have peace through all of that? I see another couple back here. Their, their son almost died. Cancer-free, right? Praise God. How does that happen? 
go through life. Peace. I don't know why, but I have peace about me. And the world will look at you like, well, you just don't care enough. Oh, I care. Believe me, I care. Then how can you have this distance? Oh, I'm not distanced. I love the phrase you gave the other Sunday. I can't get it out of my head either. Uh, she was talking about, I have to go to the hospital. I have to go again after months and months and months. I have to go. Then all of a sudden, God woke her up one morning. She's going, I got to go to the hospital. And God says, no, you don't have to. You get to. You get to go to the hospital because your daughter's still alive. You get to go to the hospital. We have a peace that rests upon us. The favor of God, the peace of God, the serenity, the irene, peace of God. In the Greek, there's a, it's very picturesque. And, and I love this picture because irene is a picture of a big rock cliff. And in the rock, in this cliff, there's a little bitty indention, just a little indention in that little rock right there. This big rock, little indention. In that indention, there's a little bird's nest. And a storm is brewing. There's, there's wind, there's th thunder, there's lightning, there's rain pouring down. But in this little bird's nest, there's a mama bird and two little baby birds. And they're just sitting there happy as can be. They're in the cleft of the rock. Serenity, peace, irene. We don't have to worry about anything because the rock is protecting us. Wow. Today... Church, what do we have to fear? I mean, if Gabriel shows up, I might be just like Zechariah, fearful. Every time angels show up, people get afraid because these are massive beings. But that angel always comes and brings peace. At the tomb of Jesus, don't be afraid, Mary. At the shepherds, don't be afraid. Zechariah, don't be afraid. Yeah, Because fear grips us. Very easily. Chaos, confusion, doubt grips us easily. And in the moments that we have that, we've got to stop and let the peace of God rest upon us. Why? We're protected by the rock. Upon the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Why do we stand here today in the middle of your chaotic life? Every one of us, the enemy is targeting every one of us. And hell raises up the intensity level during this time of the year. If you hear of anybody, think of someone about to commit suicide, you come in and you help them. It raises up this time of the year. Divorces raise up. Families split, and the devil's having all kinds of victories. But here's what also happens. Hell gets more intense. Heaven, even more intense. Heaven says, wait a minute. More people get saved during this time of the year than any other time of the year. There are more miracles of healing during this time of the year than any other time of the year. There is more light shining on people's lives than any other time of the year. Why? Because no matter how much hell raises up intensity, heaven intensifies more. Peace. Peace. We need that peace today, church. 
We need the serenity, the quietness, the calm, the, the unity. During this time of the year, churches split over Christmas programs. I had a friend of mine's church a few years ago. The whole church split over a Christmas program. He came in one night. The, the pastor's friend of mine came in one night. And just like two nights before they were supposed to do this. And man, everybody's fighting in the church in there. I mean, it's supposed to be a Christmas production. And they're all... Rah, 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 rah. Light people weren't doing stuff right. Sound people weren't doing stuff right. Actors and actresses weren't doing stuff right. This person didn't show up. That person didn't show up. The, pro the, 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 the production person's about to blow their brains out and all this kind of stuff. Just ah! The pastor walks in and makes everybody stop and shuts the production down. He said, we're not going to have this. It's Christmas. If it takes having fights with everybody to have a Christmas production, we're just not going to have a Christmas production. Maybe you need to do that with some of your family members. Hey, wait a minute. Psst. We're not going to fight over whose house again this year. Gets complicated, doesn't it? We're not going to fight over how much we're going to spend this year. Let's don't run up the credit cards and pay for it come next August. We're not, let, let's stop the chaos. Stop all the division and let peace reign in your heart, in your mind, in your life, in the life of your family, and everywhere you walk, bring peace. Because peace is what we are to bring with us. Jesus came to bring peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And look what else He says He is. He's the everlasting God. The wonderful Counselor. He said all this. Do you think he's faithful to this? He is. It can be the most wonderful time of the year. We can sing the songs, but sometimes sing it in the middle of chaos. It's the most wonderful time. Then you want to sing, Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. That makes me feel better. I'll show you peace. Christmas can be the time the enemy keeps you as far away from God as he can possibly keep you. He can destroy the peace in your mind, your heart, your home, your marriage, your kids, your parents, your job, your church. Sometimes Christmas is anything but peaceful. Anything but peaceful. The reason why I gave you so many scriptures is I want you to take those home with you and read them again and again and again. And every time you read it, I want you to say, God, you fulfilled every word. You are faithful. You are faithful to your word. And then find that verse that applies to whatever is going on in your life and read that verse. The ones that come to my mind for my life, he is faithful and just to complete that which he starts. Ever had God start something in your life and it feels like He got distracted? Like maybe God's ADD? You know? God's like, oh, I want to heal you. Whoop, squirrel. Yeah, I felt that way. Like, God, wait, wait, wait. You started this, now you need to finish it. I remember we were in a building program in our church before this one and we told everybody way in advance, 
Way in advance when we, when we sell our church, we're going to go to a Saturday night, Tuesday night services. And everybody was for it until we did it. And the first Sunday, I think two or three hundred people left the church. And we're in the middle of a building program. We've already sold the church. We're trying to raise money, five or seven million dollars. And God, um, you want to help me out here? Because I didn't really see this as part of the plan. He's faithful to his word. He will complete that which he starts. And God is faithful to every word in this book. We can't doubt it. We can't get caught up in the chaos and the confusion. We can't get caught up in all the things that everybody else is. We've got to understand, wait, wait, wait a minute. What does God's word say? You say, Pastor, you're, you're preaching elementary to us and we're all in college now in the Bible. Well, Paul says remind, remind the saints constantly. Because I think we so easily forget what we know sometimes. In the middle of chaos, we forget the Word. We go everywhere else but to the Word. God sent forth His Son. For God so loved the world that He sent forth the Son. I get it, Pastor. Do you? Because I want to tell you, God is in control. God sent forth. That word in the Greek is one word. It means thrust. It's the same word in the Greek that is used for childbirth. God thrust Jesus Christ into this world. He birthed Him into this world. And when you read the Word of God, it was during the fullness of time. Every time. Fullness of time. That means at the right time at the perfect time, at the time that God ordained He would be thrust into this world, He was thrust into this world. A similar verb is used when He cries out, it is finished, and He commanded His Spirit to leave Him. You do know Jesus didn't die, right? They didn't kill Him. He willingly thrust His Spirit out of His body we got to get this. God always does what God says He's going to do. He thrust, He thrust, and when the Holy Spirit came, He came down. God thrust the Holy Spirit down upon us to give us all of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Why? Because he's faithful to his word. I want you to look at this. We find in Matthew 9, 37 and 38. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest therefore to do what? Send out workers into the harvest field. That same word is used. Ask that God thrust us out to the fields because the fields are always ready for harvest. But the laborers are not always ready to harvest. Thrust us out. In other words, get us out of here with force and go out into this world and reap a harvest. During this Christmas season, it's not a holiday season, I'm sorry, it's Christmas. 
Well, Pastor, you're talking about semantics. No, I'm talking about truth. This is all about the birth of Jesus Christ, being conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin, fulfilling every prophecy that has ever been prophesied about Jesus, His birth, His life, and His death, and His resurrection, and His soon coming. I thought I'd get a bigger amen than that. His soon coming. Because even the Son doesn't even know what time He's coming back. The Father has yet to tell Him but the Father's about to thrust him back and get his bride that's ready, looking, and waiting. I can't wait for that, can you? Man, I tell you what, there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole lot of shouting at the birth of Christ. There's a whole lot of singing at the birth of Christ. And the Bible says that when he comes back, an angel's going to shout and a trumpet's going to sound. It gets kind of loud, I think. He's like, the first time a manger a baby, second time, King of kings and Lord of lords. I can't wait. And you know what? If he was faithful to his word in prophecies, if he's faithful to his word in the birth, life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and the sending of the Holy Spirit, I believe God is also faithful to the fact that he's coming back again. I believe that with all my heart. Stand with me today, church. But until he comes back, we've got to get thrust out into the harvest field. We've got to tell people good news. That's what the gospel means, good news. I hope today's message has been good news to you. I hope it's been a reminder. Wow, all the prophecies, they were all there hundreds of years in advance and their every word was fulfilled. God is faithful. God is faithful. And if you're here today and you doubt the faithfulness of God, listen, church, I think we've all been there. We've all been in the middle of chaos. And we've all been at that point to where you look up at God and go, God, are you, are you sure? Because what I feel like and what I see doesn't reflect what your word says. The greater peace you have, the greater the enemy is going to come against your peace. The more you get close to God, the greater the enemy is going to come to separate you from God. But God will never fail you. God will never let His word Go forth void, it will accomplish what God wants it to accomplish. And God will provide for you. If that's what you're worried about today, God will heal you. If that's what you're worried about today, God can bring unity in your marriage. If that's what you're fearful about today, God can bring those kids home who have walked so far from God. Get them out of a pig pen and bring them home. But pastor, it doesn't look too hopeful today. I'm not talking about what it looks like. I'm talking about what does God's word say. Mamas and daddies, you get on your knees before God and you cry out and you call upon the name of the Lord. 
You scream and holler at God if you have to. He can take it. But you fight for what you need today and you fight for peace. And you let that peace rest upon you today. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give you not as the world gives. I give you quietness, calmness, peace that rests. Some of you today just need a rest. I just need to rest, Pastor. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted physically, spiritually, emotionally. I don't know how much more I can take. Peace. The peace of God which transcends all understanding. And all week I've been praying, God, at this point in time, you do whatever you want to do. You speak to each person however you need to speak to them. But you drive home your word as only the Holy Spirit can do it. Holy Spirit, be thrust into every mind. Be thrust into every heart. Be thrust into every situation right now. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you just bow your head right now where you're at? Would you just think about something in your life that you need the peace of God to overwhelm? Whatever it is, think about that situation. Think about whatever it is. Pastor, I need peace about this. I need the peace of God. And I don't have it over this area of my life. I need that peace right now. Would you think about it? You got it? Pastor Karen, lead us in that song. I want her to sing. I want them to sing this while we allow God's peace to begin to flood over our hearts. Yes. Over every heart and every yes. mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Can you sing that again? How there's peace in the presence. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mouth Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus One more time Come on Let the peace of God I just want to speak the name situation you need peace over just lift your hands and let the peace of God which transcends all understanding begin to minister to you right now Pastor Karen keep singing just begin to let the peace of God just flood your heart right now Holy Spirit I ask you right now flood every situation and let the peace of God that transcends all understanding begin to rest upon everyone in this place right now hallelujah 
I speak Jesus. I speak the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over fear and anxiety. Over fear and all anxiety. Yes. Peace. To every soul held captive by depression. I speak Jesus. Sing that again. Hallelujah, God. Holy Spirit, right now, do your work. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over fear. Over fear and all anxiety. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To every soul held captive by depression. Oh, hallelujah. I speak Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountain. Shout Jesus. 
that God is speaking to you that's not you that's God just speak it out just speak it out it's God speaking let him speak through you today you be the vessel hallelujah 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 my children I have set my seal upon you yes you are mine. Yes. I have called you out by name and placed upon your forehead my mark. Yes. Jesus. Let oh. no one turn you from that sight. Yes. Let no one turn you from that, that thought. Let no one turn you away from living as Jesus. Oh. I have called you. I have blessed you. Yes. I have filled you. Yes. I will continue to do so. Hallelujah. Do not despair, for Amen. I am your God. I am your seal. I am your protector. Yes. Let no one take Hallelujah. that from you. Hallelujah. I Hallelujah. am your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Hallelujah. let's just give him praise for that today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. We magnify the Lord. We magnify you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
God loves you, church. For those of you who are not familiar with the gift of message in tongues and interpretation, it's in the Bible. And he gives us these gifts. Again, to confirm to those who are unbelievers that God is in this house. But to also to reaffirm to believers that God cares enough to speak to us. Out of almost 8 billion people, God spoke to you this morning through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Peace, church. Peace. Hallelujah. There's an old chorus. We may just have to do it a cappella. I don't know. This is the pastor springing something on you. <laughs> but there's an old chorus. We can just sing it a cappella. It goes, There is peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love. Beautiful, sing it again. For there is God, thank you for the peace. For that shalom, right relationship with you. And for that irony, that quietness, the rest, peace. God, let us have it and let us give it to someone else this Christmas. Share it with our families, our friends. Share it with those who are in darkness. Share it with those in chaos. And may your peace rest upon us, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Can we just give God praise for his work? We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at pcachurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.